Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. President Biden has a warning for American business leaders. Prepare for Russian cyber attacks. The White House says it has evolving intelligence that Putin may be planning online assaults against American companies and critical infrastructure in retaliation for Western sanctions. Biden spoke at the quarterly business roundtable. The magnitude of Russia's cyber capacity is fairly consequential and it's coming. A Russian court has found Facebook's parent company Meta guilty of so-called extremist activity. The ruling won't change much since Putin has already banned Facebook and Instagram. And curiously, the ruling did not affect WhatsApp, which is also owned by Meta. Meta now joins other groups labeled extremist by Moscow, including the Taliban, jailed Putin critic Alexei Navalny's political organization, and the Jehovah's Witnesses. As Russian outrages go at the moment, prank phone calls are low on the list. But the BBC reports several UK cabinet members have received hoax calls about the war in Ukraine, which the government blames on Moscow. For instance, Defense Secretary Ben Wallace spoke for 10 minutes with someone claiming to be the Prime Minister of Ukraine. Yikes. Aside from embarrassment, the worry is that doctored recordings of the calls could be used in Russian war propaganda. The British internet company OneWeb was recently banned from launching its latest satellites aboard Russian rockets because of sanctions. Now it has a new rocket partner, SpaceX. That's unusual because SpaceX and OneWeb are direct competitors in building constellations of satellites to provide internet service down here on Earth. But OneWeb CEO thanked rival Elon Musk and said SpaceX will help the company stay on schedule. Facial recognition is being used by both Russia and Ukraine in connection with the war, but in very different ways. In Russia, authorities are using facial AI to identify and hunt down anti-war protesters, according to human rights groups. In Ukraine, Reuters reports it's being used to spot Russian infiltrators at checkpoints and to identify the growing number of dead Ukrainians and, when possible, to reunite families. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in. Also coming up, the Theranos saga continues. This time, Sonny Balwani. He's the former lover of now-disgraced Elizabeth Holmes, and he's standing trial. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson will take questions from senators for the first time when her confirmation hearing resumes this morning. Yesterday, she listened to several hours of opening statements from senators on the first of four days of Judiciary Committee hearings on her nomination. Democrats are looking to fast-track the 51-year-old federal judge who could become the first black woman to sit on the Supreme Court. 
A huge system of severe storms tore through Texas and Oklahoma yesterday, bringing rain, hail, and as many as 20 tornadoes. More than 54,000 Texas customers were left without power, mostly in the Houston area. The same storm system is moving east, so if you live in the central Gulf region, including Mississippi, Louisiana, Tennessee, and Alabama, you may want to protect yourselves today and tonight. There's a ton of posturing out there among big companies about being environmentally friendly. Now the SEC is basically saying it's time to put your money where your mouth is. The top financial regulator has initially approved a new rule that says companies must disclose how they affect the climate. The goal is transparency for investors and to hold companies' feet to the fire when it comes to business practices that raise global temperatures. Disney CEO Bob Chapek tried to make one last-ditch effort to quell the growing unrest at his company. This comes as employees are planning a countrywide walkout today to protest Disney's response to Florida's Don't Say Gay bill. At a town hall yesterday, Chapek apologized for not condemning the bill earlier. He also said he'll create a task force aimed at making Disney more LGBTQ inclusive. But some employees told the AP that the full-day protest is still planned to to go ahead as scheduled. The Attorney General for Washington, D.C. is suing Grubhub over deceptive business practices. The new lawsuit says Grubhub orders often cost more than ordering the same item at a restaurant due to, quote, hidden fees and bait-and-switch advertising tactics. The lawsuit also alleges the app promises free online orders and unlimited free delivery for its Premium Plus service, but the company still charges delivery fees for the basic tier and service fees for both tiers, essentially inflating prices. Opening statements are starting this week in the criminal fraud trial of Ramesh Sunny Balwani. For those who haven't been watching the dropout on Hulu, Balwani is the former chief operating officer of Theranos and the former lover of Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes, who was found guilty on several counts of fraud earlier this year and is awaiting sentencing. Adam Lashinsky is a contributor for Insider, and he's here to chat. Adam, you've been following Balwani. Uh, Jury selection ended last week. Can you paint a picture of what you've seen for our listeners? What has stood out so far is how much less attention there's been on Sonny Balwani than there was on Elizabeth Holmes. And, of course, that's not surprising. That's like saying that there's less attention for a, uh, you know, a very good AAA ball club as compared to what there would be for the World Series. Mm -hmm. She was the World Series. What hurdles does Balwani face in his trial that Holmes didn't? This may not seem legal, but it's highly relevant. He just is a less sympathetic character Hmm. than she was. You know, she was a woman, a woman with a young child, with a baby, uh, when she was sitting in the courtroom. And she is someone who is famous and and has a very um, optimistic demeanor about her and had a very um, lovely story to tell about trying to change the world. He has almost none of that. He's an older man. He's been cast in the public as having been someone who who dominated a, a defenseless younger woman. Whether or not that's true, he doesn't have those same sympathies going into the trial. You even write that he scowls a lot. 
<laughs> you know, in January, uh, because of COVID reasons, there was a Zoom call. And so it was a bit jarring for me to actually see Sonny Balwani. And he, he sort of stared straight forward into the camera with a, with, a, with a sort of deadpan scowl on his face the whole time. I did notice uh, a video making the rounds of, of him and his lawyer walking out of court uh, last week. Sonny was smiling broadly. This was after my article. Not that I'm claiming uh, any... Uh, <laughs> any ownership of his smile. Come to Adam Lushinsky for your media rehabilitation. Um, mm. So for listeners who might not know, uh, Balwani was a millionaire. He basically had enough money to retire in his late 30s before meeting Holmes in 2002. He was 37. She was 18. In the Elizabeth Holmes trial, they painted Balwani as controlling and abusive, both in their personal life and in their business life. Her defense painted her, meanwhile, as the sort of ingenue. So so how will Balwani's defense portray him, you think? Well, uh, just as her lawyers tried to shift blame onto him, his lawyers will attempt to shift blame onto her. And they have a, a reasonably defensible position there because one of the consistent themes in Elizabeth Holmes's trial, and she said this herself, is that she was in charge. She was the founder. She was the CEO. She was the decision maker, and I'm sure they will make that point every single chance they get, that, she was, that he was there to help her, he was there to give her advice, but any crimes that were committed were hers, not his. So how do you think all of this will play out or could play out for Sonny Balwani? I think he's in a really bad position in particular because some of the most damning evidence and the most damaging witnesses at Elizabeth Holmes's trial will apply even more strongly in his trial. I think that's very that should be very concerning for him. I should add the other side of the coin is that the, this is a new jury and they will be hearing the evidence with their own ears and seeing things with their own eyes for the first time. They are not the last jury. Adam Lashinsky is a contributor at Insider. Adam, thanks for chatting. It's my pleasure. Be sure to follow the refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com slash the refresh to use our custom designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at the refresh at insider.com. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to the refresh from Insider. Insider.